On this edition of the Deseret News Ute Insiders Podcast, it's all about the Alamo Bowl. That and more. Whoa, how could there be more? Hey, stay tuned and listen to this edition of the Ute Insiders Podcast. This is the Utah alum and the ultimate heel of professional wrestling, the MK Bandit. And you are listening to the Deseret News Ute Insiders Podcast with Dirk Facer, Amy Donaldson, and Trent Wood. Welcome to the Deseret News Ute Insiders Podcast, Alamo Bowl Edition. I'm Dirk Fraser here with Joe Coles and Mike Sorensen, and we're going to talk about this week's bowl game between the Utes and the Texas Longhorns at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Uh, Mike, do you think the Utes can bounce back from the disappointment of not making the college football playoff and that loss to Oregon and even losing the Rose Bowl? I mean, the Alamo Bowl is the consolation prize. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, a couple of years ago, you'd say this was a, it would be a great prize to have at the end of the year because it's one of the better bowls, and it's the top bowl for the Pac-12 aside from the Rose Bowl. But uh, the fact that they had a chance to go to the playoffs, a chance to go to the Rose Bowl, it's kind of like uh, this is a bowl game where or you kind of think it's not, you know, a bit of a downer for especially for you fans. But I think they can. I think they can bounce back. I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, if if they lose this game, it's like the rest of the season's just, you know, didn't even hardly exist. I mean, they're gonna fall. They would fall With to an eleven win season. Yeah. is weird, isn't and it? they'd fall to maybe twenty in the nation, and it would just be like all the things they build up earlier in the year would just kind of go for naught. So I think it's really a big deal because they can finish in the top ten if they win, and uh, it'll just be a. It's against a, a name program. Texas has been a name program for years, so yeah, I think they got motivation to do it. Joe, um, I think one of the big signs that this game is important is that every senior is coming back. Not one of them has opted out for the NFL to prepare for that. They're going to get drafted. A lot of them are going to get drafted. A lot of them are going to end up in camps. But uh, the fact that the seniors have come back show that winning that 12th game is important. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, exactly. Utah's seniors, I don't think Utah's fans would be mad if the seniors sat out to prepare for the NFL. But the fact that they came back shows a lot about their character shows that they're taking this game very seriously and shows that they want to win. They want to end their they don't want, they want to end their career on a high note and they don't want the last game they played in to be a loss. Right. Well, speaking of which, last year Mike uh disappointing loss for the Utes in the Holiday Bowl against Northwestern. They take bowls serious. Do you think that's another motivation is they don't like to end their season with a loss? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Whittingham has a remarkable record. I mean, it, is it 11-2 now? I can't even I've lost track, but it's he only lost the two games to Boise and then last year and uh, and that was such a disappointing loss to Ute fans. I know some that still can't get over that. They're up 20-3 to at halftime and they get beat 31-20. to That was kind of an anomaly for Whittingham but you know, they didn't have their starting quarterback, didn't have their starting running back. But uh, yeah, bowl games are a big deal for Utah. And they've, I think that if you look uh, compared to the rest of the country, they have as good a record as anybody, if not better. Hey guys, remember in uh, a few years ago, 08, I think it was January of 09 actually, Utah defeated Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, which some say is the biggest win in Utah history. Was um, Joe alive then? I can't remember. That Joe, was, was, uh, Joe was just a baby yeah, back okay. then, I think. But uh, guys, uh, Alabama was a little disappointed to be there that year, and, and it kind of showed on the field. Can Utah, is Utah going to face a similar fate? Do you think there's a chance that they're just going to get out there and go look around the Alamo Dome, even though there'll probably be a crowd in excess of six? 60,000 and a lot of them wearing burned orange. Do you think there's a chance that they're going to get in there and just like, boy, this isn't the Rose Bowl. This isn't the college football playoff and maybe not be there mentally, emotionally. What do you think, Joe? I don't think so. I think they were probably disappointed. I mean, there's probably still are disappointed, but I think the initial disappointment was, you know, that selection Sunday. And I think 
They were disappointed then, and Whittingham's just going to have them ready to go. I think they may have been disappointed to be in the Holiday Bowl last year, and that might be why we saw that lack of focus in the third quarter. Right. I think Whittingham's just going to harp on that third quarter all week and have them really Remind ready them what to can go. Happen. Yeah. Mike, you and I have covered this team for a long time, and we've seen the ups and downs of Utah football. Do you see them uh, rising up for this game? Yeah, I think there, there's a chance that they might be kind of down, but I think like I think I mentioned this maybe last week or the fact that it's been uh, you know over three weeks since they had that tough loss to Oregon. That's plenty of time to recover and to kind of get refocused. And uh, I, I think that uh, the coaches will have these guys ready to go and kind of put that in the rearview mirror and and you know because they do have a lot to play for. Well, you know, let's move on to key matchups. But before we do, let's talk about the one guy who's definitely not going to play by choice was Jalen Johnson, the junior quarter cornerback. Uh, Obviously a very skilled guy getting ready for the NFL. And then the injuries, the safeties, uh, you know, Julian Blackman and R.J. Hubert. But uh, just missing Jalen Johnson, let's just stick to him for just a second. How big is it to lose your cover corner when you're going against a Texas team that just happens to have the leading receiver in the country? Joe, what do you think? Uh, Devin DuVernay is, is one of the best receivers in the country. He has 13, nearly 1,300 yards this season. I think, you know, they would have definitely put Jalen on him. And Jalen's done really well this season at sort of locking down those top receivers. So I right. think Utah's secondary will have a real challenge on their hand when facing him. Mike, what do you think? That I mean, that's it just right up Jalen Johnson's alley to, to cover a guy like this. Uh, is that huge? Yeah, I think it really is. I think that could be a maybe a decisive factor if it, if it goes bad for Utah because, you know, uh, Josh Nurse and, and Tyreek Lewis haven't been the greatest. I mean, they've had their problems this year, and one of those guys has got to cover him. So uh, I think one of the keys will be just if the defensive line really needs to put some pressure on their quarterback and just not let him you know, be, able, be able to fire him all day long out there because if they're one-on-one with this guy, it's going to be a problem. And they've had success against a lot of good teams, so they really need to uh, that could be a problem. I think that uh, if, if there's one thing that's going to be that's going to hurt Utah. That could be it. Yeah, you know, and looking at the key matchups, I think I really think it's Utah's secondary against Texas's passing game, and I just think that there's going to be a lot of challenges there as Utah moves, shuffles some pieces around. Uh, Nephi Sewell, you've had a chance to talk to him this week. Joe, is he up for the challenge of uh, starting at safety in uh, Blackman's place? And then uh, how do you see the secondary as a whole? Do you think they can move Tariq Lewis, uh, Josh Nurse, and Javon Guidry around and, and get the job done? Yeah, I talked to Nephi Sewell, and his story is really interesting. Uh, he broke his neck in in high school and then transferred to Nevada with his brother. Played there. He was pretty good at Nevada and then good enough to transfer to Utah. In the he had his challenges in the, in the Pac-12 championship game, but he's he's just um, continues to learn and grow. I think that he'll be up for the challenge. I think the entire secondary will be up for the challenge. Well, they do as well as if they had Jalen Johnson and, and uh, Julian Blackman. No, I don't think so. But I think they're there for a reason they recruited Utah for the reason for a reason they have to just step up Mike, uh, in the Pac-12 championship game, uh, Tyler Huntley was sacked six times. Uh, another key matchup could be uh, Utah's ability to provide pr- adequate protection up front. It could be you know, the D-line of Texas uh, against the O-line of Utah, simply because they proved to be quite porous against Oregon. How do you see that? I think that's, is a, that's another big issue for Utah, is that the offensive line has had its ups and downs all year. Young guys, they've got you know, mostly underclassmen, and they, at times, uh, even in, against some 
some of the not so great teams they had their problems in uh, you know not getting third and ones and, and fourth and ones you know sometimes so and then that they never really uh, you know I think that uh, Huntley would have had a lot more sacks this year if he wasn't such a good runner and right. escape artist because a lot. Uh, yeah. a lot of times he was running for his life back there and he got away but that game and uh, the last game he just against Oregon he couldn't get out of there and I think he and I think he got a little bit nervous and happy feet and just kind of ran around he just didn't know what to do because they got the, so the much pressure and the wet turf also played into it. It could have, you know, because he didn't seem like himself that day, you know. He, right. Other other times he was always able to get away. And so, yeah, that line, you know, if anything, they've just got to, you know, they've got to be a little better at protecting the quarterback. Either one of you guys see another matchup that's kind of critical? Well, let's see. Uh, I think that like, we talked about the secondary is a big one and, the, you know, and the law offensive line. Those are the two biggest ones, you know. I think uh, otherwise Utah's pretty solid, but those are the, the two biggest ones that I can see. Yeah, and, you know, and, and Utah's defensive line, you know, it's kind of a minor one, but they need to, to make more of an impact than they did against Oregon. That was disappointing. They kind of disappeared in that game. You know, they. I think the key maybe with the secondary beat up is that they need to get to that quarterback and put him under pressure uh, as much as humanly possible. These um, guys have shown their all, now they've all been made All-Americans, at least a couple of them have, so right. now they need to go out and prove it. Yeah, that, Joe, did that surprise you in the Oregon game that they didn't get the uh, didn't uh, get the usual rush that they do? Yeah, I was sort of waiting all game for them to sort of wear down Oregon's offensive line and break through, and it never truly happened. You know, Oregon's offensive line is one of the best in the country, and, and you saw Panay Sewell won the, uh, the award for top offensive linemen, so Oregon's offensive line definitely presented a challenge for Utah. I think Texas, they have lots of big recruits, big offensive lines, so could be another challenge for the Utes. They need to really get that pressure and break through um, this game. Now, this is the Texas team that played two of the college playoff teams to, to one-score games in Oklahoma and LSU. And obviously, you know, Joe and I were talking before the show, Texas is a lot like USC. There's the cupboards full of uh, All-Americans and or four-star guys and that. Mike, is there always a danger when you play a team, a storied program like in Texas, that even though they're 7-5 and five this year, that they might play up to their ability a little bit? I know they're banged up and that, but they have some very skilled players there. They do, and they probably if you look if you go back five years, they probably um, had higher recruits than Utah's right now. Right. So I mean, these kids out of high school, you know, Texas usually gets better players than Utah does out of high school, and and so yeah, they, they got the talent, and that's the problem as you saw with USC is those. Uh, I mean, that was a kind of a nightmare for Utah secondary. They had about three or four long passes, and that was the difference in the game. If that happens this week, it's going to be a real problem for Utah. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, let's talk about X factors in the game and that. I think uh, one is Nephi Sewell. I think they'll be an X factor, how he plays in that. Uh, Joe, what do you see as an X factor in the game? See Brant Keithy as being an X factor. It seems like every time he has a big game, a good game, Utah ends up winning. I think if they can get him going early, if um, if Huntley can find him early and sort of get him established, involved in the passing game and even the running game, as you've seen a couple of times, that, that jet sweep, I think um, that will be a big uh, X factor. Well, and he's a Texas guy, too, so he's going to be pumped to go back home and play. Uh, I think he's from Katy, Texas, down the road a little ways, but I'm sure he'll have a big following there. Do you think he's, uh, he arrived as a star? Is he going to be an integral part of this team the next two years? Oh, absolutely. I think when you add Brennan Covey and him back, those are two 
huge receivers, uh, explosive receivers that will be a huge part of whoever the quarterback is. We'll look to them. Mike, what's your X factor in the game? Well, you know, we kind of already talked about it, but I really think it's the offensive line because um, if you think back to that Oregon game, if the offensive line had been able to open up some holes for Zach Moss on a couple of those key third and one and fourth and one situations, right. it would have been a different ball game. Great and point. also if they wouldn't have made uh, had Huntley running for his life, you know. So I just think that hopefully for Utah's sake that Jim Harding's got his uh, boys in order this week and they've really kind of uh, fixed this problem because I think if the offensive line comes to play, they can protect t- Tyler Huntley, and if they can, you know, uh, open up some holes on these short yardage situations, which have been a problem lately, that uh, you, you know Utah's offense is going to you know be a lot better. And I think that's going to be the key to the game is Utah. They, they're going to maybe give up three or four touchdowns defensively because they're so good on offense, Texas. But Utah's going to have to outscore them, so they may have to get thirty-five to forty points. And so you know, offensive line's got to protect and and uh, open up some holes. So if the game's close, do you think that's what it's going to come down to? Is yeah, because you you know I think the defensive line Utah has an edge, and I think they, the, some of the skill players they have an edge, but the O line's just been a little bit shaky off and on this year, and they certainly were against Oregon. So if they don't uh, you know come to play this time, then it could be a, a tough night for Utah. Joe, if the game's close, what do you think it'll come down to? Do you agree with Mike? Yeah, I agree with him. Also, I think special teams will be a big factor. You saw in that Pac-12 championship game, the special teams weren't as, as good as they could be. And Utah has not had a game come down to a last-second field goal or a clutch field goal, and you still wonder if there's any pressure if the field goal team can step up and, and hit the hit uh, a key field goal. Tis the season for dressing up. Visit Mr. Mac today and get suited up. Mr. Mac has the right suit for any occasion, including their designer collection. Suits by Calvin Klein, Michael Kors, Talia, and more. Styles from traditional, modern, or slim fit. Great-looking new suits have just arrived in an assortment of all colors and styles. Buy one designer suit and get an additional suit for just 100 bucks or a free sport coat. Mr. Mac offers fast, free alterations at all nine Mr. Mac stores. All right. We talked about it a little bit, but where do you think Texas could inflict the most damage? I think it's obviously their passing game. Anybody see anything different on that? Nope. I think that, you know, Sam Ellinger's one of the top quarterbacks in the country, and, and he's proven that, you know, even though the team maybe hasn't had the record it's had, but I think that's going to be the key factor in the game. And so, you know, Utah's always wants to shut down the running game, which they have, uh, and they should do that this week, but that they just can't let the Texas passing game get to going because if they give up, 400 yards, it's going to be a tough night for him. It's kind of a fun matchup if you think about Urban Meyer and his legacy with both of them. You know, both of these guys worked as coordinators uh, under Urban Meyer in that. Uh, but uh, Tom Herman, I, I guess, claimed he said that he doesn't know Kyle Whittingham all that well, other than the fact that he's a you know, g- great defensive coach. And sure, uh, Whittingham thinks the other way. Tis the season for dressing up. Visit Mr. Mac today and get suited up. Mr. Mac has the right suit for any occasion, including their designer collection. Suits by Calvin Klein, Michael Kors, Talia, and more. Styles from traditional, modern, or slim fit. Great-looking new suits have just arrived in an assortment of all colors and styles. Buy one designer suit and get an additional suit for just 100 bucks or a free sport coat. Mr. Mac offers fast, free alterations at all nine Mr. Mac stores. All right, guys, now it's time to wrap this up with some predictions. Joe, give us a score on the Alamo Bowl. I'm going to go Utah 35, uh, Texas 28. I think that 
the defense is in for a challenge, especially the secondary with uh, Texas's passing game. I think the offense can make up that slack. I think Zach Moss will get going a little more than he did in the Pac-12 championship game, especially with it being his last game. I think he's really going to have a big game. Are we going to see Cameron rising at all? I uh, if it's if it's close, I don't know. If it's if Utah is a comfortable lead or they're down by a lot, I think they throw him in. I don't think Whittingham throws him in late in the game. They might do it for a package just to see what they're working with, but as far as him getting a lot of run, if it's close, I don't see it. Alright, Mike, uh, give us the score. Okay, I'm going to go with 41-31. to 31. I think like Joe said, it's going to be kind of a high-scoring game, and I think Utah's going to be able to move the ball against Texas, but on the other hand, they're going to give up some points. Uh, Texas is very good on offense, so I think it's the kind of game where Utah's got to you know get the lead early and then just uh, not, don't make sure that Texas doesn't come back and outscore them in the second half, but I, I would think that uh, Utah's offense is going to be able to move the ball. They'll be motivated to do so, but the defense, with especially missing a couple of key players, uh, will, will struggle a little bit, but will still have enough to win. All right, now I'm going to go with the 35-17 for Utah. I kind of feel the same way that uh, be a lot of offense. Now, before we wrap this up, I got to bring our guru in, <laughs> Richie Seven. Uh, Richie puts our show together for us each week, and we appreciate that. He accurately called the Pac-12 championship game, so he knows what he's talking about. Well, I don't know about that. So let's put a little heat on you. What do you how do you see the Alamo Bowl? Okay, you want numbers? I I'm going to say 42-36, and I'm going to go an extra. I'm going to go an extra measure. I'm going to say that the Utes will be down going into the fourth quarter. I don't know by what. It could be a couple touchdowns or maybe just one, but I'm going to say 42-36, the Utes will win. They will win. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Well, folks, that'll wrap up this show. We hope everyone's having happy holidays, and we wish you all a happy new year, and thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next year.